Hello, everyone, and welcome to Showhoppers. Today we're talking about The Leftovers, Season 1, Episode 7, Solace for Tired Feet. I am Mr. Sal, and with me is... I'm Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Hello. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice, nice, nice to meet you. <laughs> we will, of course, have spoilers for The Leftovers up through Episode 7 of Season 1, and also for, potentially, for Lost uh, Season 1 through Episode 7. So, are you ready to go, Kurt? Yeah, I'm um, set and ready. Okay, what do you think of this episode, Solace Retired Feet? Uh, it is an okay episode. It's, uh, I say okay, I actually did like I liked it quite a bit. Uh, you know, you said it was going to rock it up after the fifth episode. That fifth episode is still, like, maybe my favorite episode. I should maybe rate it that it's higher. That fifth episode is pretty freaking good. It was a lot better than I remember. <laughs> that fifth episode is, like, the peak of the season so far. It's still good. I give it an 8 out of 10. Which is on the, eight that's really good for you though. I I don't know why I gave it at it. Maybe I gave it maybe I was just being too nice, but yeah, eight point eight on your scale. I liked it. I did like this episode a lot. Yeah, I mean really it's 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 good. I, I will tell you this. I've I've said it before. The my enjoyment of an episode is inversely proportional to the time we spend with Tommy and Christine. I think Tommy's not that bad. They won me over, and then they lost me again for the Tommy bit, but they won me over. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I do think that if we can kind of parse out the Tommy Christine stuff, I think this episode is a lot better than if you're too focused on that. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, but, I, but I would tend to agree with you that episode five is much, much better than I remembered. And I will promise you that... Episode nine? way up in the next episode really so far up this, this, this felt like a big maybe i shouldn't say big but it did definitely feel like a setup episode this one especially at the end yeah i i felt the setup episode i mean we'll talk about yeah. that later but definitely oh boy but it's still good a setup episode can definitely or a movie or whichever still be good and i liked it a yeah. lot so it's good. We get a lot of we get a lot of uh, Kevin Senior in this episode, which we haven't had much of. Which mm-hmm. is- oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So anyway, let's let's get right into it then. Uh, oh, by the way, I I of course give it a nine out of ten. <laughs> Typical. Okay. This uh, I've started ranking the episodes so far, and I would rank this one fifth in the season. Uh, like that's suitable ranking. I think. I yeah. Think I think I, I would rank it ahead of our episode four, which is BJ and the AC, mm-hmm. which I think is the the low point of the season. Um, I'd agree, but still, I, it's still an episode I like. It's just the low point, I think. And then uh, episode two, Penguin us one us zero. So, mm-hmm. at any rate, let's get into it. So we start with Lori staring at these posters of Gladys that say "Save them." Yeah. When when I see when I saw this the first time, I was thinking, you know, what is she, what is she thinking here? Is she is this making her? Yeah. Sad? Is she upset? Yeah. My my immediate thought when I saw this, the guilty remnant ripping these down was, okay, they must not have put these up. Someone else put them up. And plus, this is not something they would have put up. This is something telling other people to save the guilty remnant or like not hurt them. And then yep. I immediately went to Matt. I'm like, this has got to be Matt's doing, yep. right? Because we we see he he's he's kind of oriented himself more towards like I don't know why I'm saying like a champion of the guilty remnant but that's what I, what I can think of like they like, don't hurt them they're just doing their well, it's thing a, it's a new cause like we've seen a shift in Matt mm-hmm. uh, you know s- since he did that 
since the Gladys episode, really, since episode five, it's it's like he has a new call, calling. He's he's kind of given up the flyers, bashing people who had been departed, and he's shifted to trying to save the guilty remnant. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, I can agree with that. Yeah. So, but I think what's important here because this is something that plays out to be. Uh, I don't want to say a turning point, but an instigating point for Jill. Jill sees her mother ripping down these posters. Lori sees Jill watching her do it. She can't even finish lighting her cigarette. So there's an indication here that Lori is affected by seeing Jill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and Jill is certainly affected by seeing Lori so affected that she climbs into a refrigerator in the next scene. So, <laughs> this idiot. is so stupid to me. Like, There's no way kids this age are going lock it because what they're like late high school, right? Yep. That's something like I think middle schoolers would do. I don't know. Maybe, like locking yourself in a fridge as a test. And not only that, but like the, the little chant you have to say before you go in of the other kid that. Okay. Yeah. But. Do you understand what the chant is? It's referring to a kid that went missing that did the same thing, I think. Oh, he didn't just go missing. He departed oh. while in the refrigerator. Oh, okay. Wait, no. Yeah. So so this is a, this that kind of answers that question a little bit, I think. I mean, it's still dumb to, to lock yourself in an old refrigerator like this, but they're, they're trying to break the record for staying locked in this refrigerator. Uh Jill goes in and they read this incantation and it's about a kid who actually was inside the refrigerator for some, that for reasons I don't understand there, but uh, he was in there when the departure happened. And so he departed from inside the refrigerator. So you can almost view the refrigerator as like a gateway into wherever they went. Okay. Okay, Do do they show the fridge again ever? No. Okay. They don't. But by the way, I don't know if you if you know this, but old refrigerators. So we're talking about refrigerators made before October thirty first, nineteen fifty eight. Okay, yeah, nineteen fifty eight. Old refrigerators. What a, what, a, what a year! Yeah, Tell yeah. More about it. They they did they were locked from the inside, so you could not get out of those refrigerators. Now, why is that? Is that to keep them airtight? Like, is that how they could best keep them airtight to prevent like so losing cooling and stuff? Airtight. There was a latch that 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 like suctioned it closed. Okay. Uh, the only thing I can think of to as as an example of this would be like you know those. Well, it's like a suitcase latch. Okay. Right? So well, maybe not a suitcase, but like a like like a Footlocker latch. Okay. So the the latch closes and it and it kind of seals the air the the air in there so you you're not going to get any more air from inside the refrigerator and you can't get out because the latch it's like a door it needs to be open from it's like a door but there's only a handle on one side it needs to be open mm-hmm. from the outside so when you get in there you have to trust that the people you're with are going to let you out yeah, so it's a trust exercise too like a trust fall yeah, absolutely and by the way this this is this happened it happened that uh, from the period from January of 1954 to June of 1956, there were 39 deaths in the United States of kids suffocating in in refrigerators. Now, how old are those kids? <clears throat> those 39 deaths? Yeah, I want to know the age range. Yeah, I don't have middle that. schoolers, or maybe this was the listen, 1950s. 
It must be a boring time to be a high school. T- I I don't know how people lived pre like I guess was the Twilight Zone coming out or was that nineteen seventies Twilight Zone? Uh, the, the Twilight Zone is later. Seventies, okay. Yeah, seventies, maybe even sixties. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, I, boring time. I can get them doing the fridge thing, but these kids. Then, I don't uh, think it was mostly teenagers. <laughs> it was mostly younger kids, like toddlers. That makes sense to me. Yeah, but I don't know how does that work though. I don't know, maybe some irresponsible parent or... Yeah, I mean... I guess that is a way to kill your kid pretty easily. In terms of you doing it, you should put him in the fridge, close the door, and leave. Uh, I suppose. Oh, my goodness. That got really dark. But but a law was passed uh, so that any refrigerator made after October 31st, 1958 had to stay closed using magnets, which is what we have now. So this wouldn't work in a, in a modern refrigerator. How, 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 how much research do you do? <laughs> do you know this? How do you know this? Why did you, why well, did you? It's just something that I, that I know because, well, so, so because I am the age that I am, now I'm 42 years, I'll be 42 very soon. By the time this podcast come out, I will be 42. So 42. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so, the but I, growing up, my parents would always like tell me, "You never get in a refrigerator, Sam. You never get in a refrigerator." So they didn't call me Mr. Cell. <laughs> you said that I was hoping you'd say that, <laughs> Mr. Cell, don't get in the refrigerator. <laughs> so, but and I always it always kind of stuck with me because I found myself saying it to my kids, and then I was like, "Wait a minute." Can you really still not open refrigerators from the inside? So I did some research. So, so this is research that I had done independently of the leftovers. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they but, can. So you can tell, hey, kids, if you ever get bored, feel free yeah. to go inside the refrigerator. It won't kill you. I'll, yeah. I'll be upset because you probably will ruin things. I'm but not do that, by the way. So, but th- so this law went into effect for refrigerators built in 1958. Well, I was born in 1978. So it was not common for there to be refrigerators that old when i was born but they still were around okay so, so that's that's why i knew about this but anyway so this this that's the danger of of going into these refrigerators there you're going to run out of air you cannot open it from the inside you have to rely on the people on the outside to let you out okay so but jill does go in after reciting this incantation about the kid who departed from the inside and she breaks the record she sure does but record we're not breaker Oh okay, <laughs> I'm so happy about uh, that. We, actually, you know, we can we can we can be there. Oh, oh no, you're right. I forgot. Because she gets a text while she's in the refrigerator. From yes, her I forgot. Yeah, I forgot all about the Kevin Nora thing. Text from her father, and her father is with Nora, and we find out that they are on their fifth date. Mm-hmm. So we've got a bit of a time jump here, uh, but things seem to be going pretty well because Nora invites Kevin over to her house. And Kevin's got a sweet car, by the way. He's got a new car. I don't know if he's at, like this is a different car, right? Or is this the car he had before? Huh? I didn't notice. No, <laughs> I was like, that's a sweet car, Kevin got. It's got to be different. This is, I would have noticed. I, well, his old car, something happened to it, so maybe he yeah, got a new one. The car failed when he cursed out the baby Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, but, this was a sweet yeah, car he had. But he must have had a car in Gladys, but I think that was the truck. He was driving the truck around. Yeah. Anyway. So they're on their fifth date and Nora invites him over. This is the first time that she's invited him over. And I think that the text, like him texting Jill is hilarious. Oh yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to, 
hey honey uh, about to have sex with Nora for the first time a little nervous <laughs> wish me luck winky face <laughs> oh, so so I, I thought that was hysterical of course he, he didn't actually send her that and I'm glad that we get to see what he actually sent her which is just you're going to be okay without me tonight and that's it yeah it's simple well, I, I I I really enjoyed that. I thought it was hysterical. That was good. That was quality. That was funny. Yeah. But Jill gets the text while she's in the refrigerator. She texts back, "Yep." She breaks the record. Very exciting. And then they try to let her out, but the handle breaks, and she's freaking out. Yeah. I mean, that's where it's R.I.P. Jill. That's where. That's where. Hmm. What do you do if you're in that situation? Do you even like? Hmm. You could lie to her, say, yeah, you're letting her out now. You could just leave. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a solution of, uh, just leave. Uh. Oh, no. But, I mean, I... I'm curious I, to how, how did, well, I guess, well, Kevin Sr. comes to help her out, but how did he do it? Well, yeah, it's funny because you see, I don't know if you noticed this, but you see Amy... Has like a stick that she's sticking in <laughs> where the handle was. Like, what's the stick gonna do? But anyway, I mean, I guess it's the best the best option that you had. But I mean, I, I would like to think that somebody had like a crowbar or something that they could have gone to their car and, and and you know broken the thing. At least cracked it enough to get some air in there until they could really get her out. But how Kevin Senior opens it because what we see next is that the refrigerator tips over and the door opens and it's Kevin senior. He has saved her. We don't know how. And, and I, I don't really have any answers for you as to how he did it. But you know, you know, what? I forget. He's got the voices. They could have, they could have, well, there's more on it later about yeah. how did he know about Jill there? Exactly. Yes. So, and actually I was going to ask you that. <laughs> how did you know that, that, that she was there? wasn't the voices so i think it was the voices yeah oh i i absolutely believe it was the voices i i, I don't th- there's there's no reason for him to be out in the middle of the woods well he, give, he gives his terrible excuse of oh, i just escaped i just ran into the woods saw you saw this came over yeah. helped ran off more like nah nah no. jill sees right through it but he does run off after saving her pretty quickly and says don't tell your father <laughs> Right. What a hero! What a legend! Does, doesn't sit there to take the praise of his <laughs> granddaughter. Just saves her. It's like got a blast. Don't tell yep. anyone. <laughs> Does the work and takes off. That's the true hero, right there. No, oh. hero. Some heroes wear robes. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So, the next scene is Tommy cooking soup for Christine. It looks. <sighs> It splatters all over the stove. It's just awful. But Christine is in a pretty bad way here. She's like sweating and she's sick and she is having what I would assume is a fever dream. Mm, okay. and, and she says a couple of things that, that are very important. And I want to make sure that I call your attention to them now and we'll get back to them later. But she says, first of all, she mutters something about spiders underwater. Okay. Okay. Did you hear that or no? No, I don't know. Okay. She did, it, it's important that you that you realize that she mutters something about spiders underwater. Okay. okay. All right. We'll come okay. back to it later, though. Okay. Because we don't. There's, that doesn't mean anything to us yet. 
but then she really she, also, yeah. she says the baby is the only one he's the bridge okay okay the baby is the only one the baby he's the bridge okay okay very very important both of those things are very important and they're going to come back later okay in the episode or in the series this episode okay oh oh yeah so what what do you think the bridge means is i i'm assuming that when she says the bridge that he is the bridge between those who have departed and those who are left over i mean yeah that's, that's the only thing i could think of as well well when she says he's the only bridge uh i mean that she says he's the only one only one okay well i mean i don't know about that <laughs> but when he says, she says the bridge that's, that's why i'm thinking as well though that yeah. the departed and those that are still around yeah i agree and now do you remember wayne when he left them at the gas station he says to tommy you know, she, she this girl is everything yes yeah okay. yeah so this might this must be this uh, what i surmise is that this is why because she is carrying this child that is supposed to be the bridge okay okay Mm-hmm. we've he figured out that it's been two months since Wayne's call uh, Wayne finally does call so Tommy is going out to get medicine for Christine mm-hmm. uh, she, she's eight he says to the pharmacist she's eight months pregnant or eight and a half months pregnant mm-hmm. uh, anyway very close to, to full term and he is trying to figure out if she can take this medicine he's and he gets this call from Wayne, and Wayne is in some place just off. Yeah, I I'm so curious to where Wayne is, man. It looks like he's a prisoner. He sounds like he sounded crazy. He's like, oh, like he didn't remember it was Tom at first, even. No, I know. He, he yeah, he he says, "Who is this?" <laughs> that's that's actually a great power move. I should call oh, somebody. Yeah. Go, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is a great power move. So, but he's in this awful place. He's just got like a mattress and a and these like it's like this. It looks like a basement, but a hallway in a basement. Like, just hmm. looks terrible. And I mean, we've seen Wayne's progression from this compound, this ranch, you know, to this really dingy apartment in the last hmm. episode where Nora meets him to now basically hiding in a basement. I mean, he, he, he looks like he's either a prisoner or hiding somewhere, Mm -hmm. which that would make sense. I mean, he's been pretty much hiding the whole time. Yeah. Probably hiding. I I don't know. I don't see why he'd be a prisoner like that. Unless like some other gang or cult got a hold of him. Right. Yeah, definitely. And why would he have a phone unless he smuggled it? Anyway, right. probably he, probably just hiding out. Right. This, so this Definitely is not a good way. This is the phone that he's that he's using to call Tommy, and so and all he wants from Tommy is he he wants him to take half their money, mm-hmm. 3K. And put it under a mail. Yeah, three thousand dollars. They have six thousand left. He wants them to take three thousand of it and seal it under a mailbox at a specific location. Now, this has always confused me. Maybe you got something that I've never gotten in three watches of this episode. How does he know where they are? Because he's Holy Wayne. And also, and also another way another way he might know where they are is, it's been two months since he's last called. That means they've had a call that we haven't noticed. Yep. So clearly, you know, he might have... We don't know how long... It's Indiana is what it says. 
but maybe yeah. he told him to go to Indiana, or maybe Tommy told him, hey, we're staying, because it looks like they're in some sort of, like, motel or apartment thing, yeah. and that they're staying there, so maybe Tommy's like, hey, we're just going to hold up in this Indiana, and as we see the other couple later yep. on, they're also in Indiana, What what's the happenstance they're also in Indiana, you know what I mean? So I think uh, T- Wayne definitely pulled, either he pulled, he definitely pulled some strings, so they're both in Indiana, I think. Yeah, I think you're probably right. That's, I think That's why, that's why I think he knows where he is, or it's just because he's Holy Wayne. Holy Wayne knows yeah, all. I think it's more likely that he told them, you're going to go to Indiana, you're going to stay there until I tell you otherwise. Yeah. So, yeah. But he also says to Tom, it won't be long now. Yes. Which sounds an awful lot like what was written on the grenade in the last episode, anytime now. <laughs> but I think I think it means something very different. Yeah, I think, I think it's unrelated, though. <laughs> we are. So what do you think that means when Holy Wayne says, it won't be long now? Uh, probably about the baby, I guess. Okay. Or maybe soon. They don't want to be into hiding soon. Maybe Wayne's got this master plan he's trying to do. But okay. Well, think of. Enter a third option there. Uh, because I think you, those are both great possibilities, and, and you're probably right. I know they are. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, a third option. Didn't he say to Nora last episode that he has seen his death? You're right. I forgot about that. His death soon coming or yeah he knows he's dying soon yeah. yeah so so any of these things that are on the table maybe all of them maybe a couple of them maybe none of them we don't know so at any rate the next scene any anything else you want to say about wayne and no. tommy no no okay so the next scene we get is kevin and nora arriving at nora's house uh because they're going to have sex for the first time and kevin's very nervous so they arrive there and Meg and another member of the GR who we haven't seen before is there trolling Nora. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin tries to get them away. Now, by the way, if I'm in the GR and I'm trying to recruit people, Nora is definitely somebody I'm trying to recruit. Oh yeah. She's gotta be someone who's really afflicted by this. You'd think. But yeah. That hug. Yeah, that hug. Yeah. Change. And, and Kevin that- needs some of that, man. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Actually, he hasn't lost anyone, but I don't know if that'll... Oh, we don't know of anyone he lost, but... Well, he hasn't... stop him. We don't know of anyone he's lost, but as a result of the departure, his father went crazy and is now locked up. Mm-hmm. His wife left him to join the Guilty Remnant. His son is missing in action. He can't figure out where he is or how to get a hold of him. So even though he didn't have a departure, he's had plenty of loss. Yeah, but I don't know how Holy Wayne's hug works. I don't know if it's just for, like, you know, cure-all ailment thing. I don't know if it's departure only. That's a good point. Well, at any rate, Kevin tries to get the GR to go away, and Nora tries and <laughs> She sprays them with a hose, which is, again, hysterical. I, I love, at this point, that The Leftovers has found some humor because it's it's been pretty bleak, and, and to, to see some humor in Stilt here, I think, is really exciting. It's quality. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So Nora sprays them with the hose. And the, but the best part of that is that after she sprays them, she just very nonchalantly says, Want to come in? <laughs> yeah, I know. She like doesn't even ignore I mean, that it even happened. She seems like a new person since that hug. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but they do have this conversation that reminds us that the Guilty Remnant came in and took her family photos. And Kevin mentions that it happened to anyone who lost someone. Uh-huh. So uh, what do you make of that? 
we knew the guilty remnant stole these photos. I don't think we knew for sure that it was just people who lost someone. Yeah, that's true. We did not know that. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, at least, yeah, it didn't be. It wasn't confirmed. Yeah, but they, you know, they have the slogan "We are a living reminder." So this this feels to me like it's another way of them to to make sure that what happened is never forgotten because the people departed and now we're going to make your photos of them depart as well. Hmm. Okay. That's really, no, that's really backwards way. You would think they want you to remember, they'd keep the photo around so you can look at them and remember them. But you're right in the sense, yeah, by taking away the photo, you remember, you, you remember not having the photo. So you remember them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, but I like your point too. That's a really good point. It, what's going to help people remember more? Them losing losing the photos or them keeping the photos? Yeah, I think if they like copied all the photos and like enlarged them and put them back, then oh. they could really remember. Ah, I see. All right. Well, at any rate, the, we get now Nora ripping on people who joined the, the GR. Like, how, why would someone do that? And then mm -hmm. she all of a sudden realizes, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> your wife, your former yeah. wife. Oh man! <laughs> so Nora continually is putting her foot in her mouth where Kevin is concerned. For <laughs> last episode, it was "f your daughter," and and now it's the, I can't believe anybody would join these people. Um, so she she recognized that she's she's doing this, and she says to Kevin, "I don't know how to talk to you yet," and he doesn't either. And the mood has been ruined. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna try again tomorrow night. So, anything else you want to say about that scene? No, no, no. Okay. So, Kevin gets home, and Jill wants to know what Kevin Senior. We're gonna. By the way, there's so much Kevin Senior, Kevin Junior in this episode. I'm just gonna call them Junior and Senior. Is that okay? Yeah, I was gonna call him Kevin and the other guy Senior. Yeah. Kevin and Senior. Yeah. Okay, if, if you want to do that, that's fine. So Kevin is Kevin Jr. And Sr. is Kevin Sr. Yeah, or old man. You know, whichever. No, we'll say Kevin. We'll say Sr. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm not going to give him a respectful name. Okay. Why not? He, he, beat up, he beat up like Dean or whatever that cop's name was later on. Dennis. There you go. Dennis. Dennis. Did you see this guy, though? 15. This guy's ripped. <laughs> when he's like playing tug of war with the dog. He looks like Popeye. I he's in good shape for being in a. I guess he must have some sort of workout equipment in there. He's in pretty good shape for his age. So I hope I hope to be there as good a shape as in one day if I could be. I don't think I've, there's been a day in my life that I've been in as good a shape. Yeah, at his age though, I I, I shudder to think what he must have been. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Jill wants to know what Senior did. Yeah. And she asks specifically, did he hurt anyone? And Kevin says yes. Mm -hmm. And that's when Jill feels obligated to tell her father that he's out of the hospital. Yeah. Well, what do you think about Jill betraying the trust of her grandfather? I mean, I, I'm i assuming Jill's already estranged from her grandfather. So maybe not actually all that estranged because it only it happened less than four years ago, the departure. Well, and, yeah, and let's not forget that Jill... Uh, was, yeah, it was three years ago, right? They just had the third year anniversary. And yeah, I guess we can probably- Less say, than four. 
three and a half years ago at this point. So, yeah. But, you know, Jill, let's say Jill is a junior in high school. I think that's about where she is. Maybe she, she might even be a senior. But let's say she's a junior in high school, so she's 16. So she's probably in, like, junior high. And they are living in senior's old house now, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't I, – they, they never have seemed estranged to me. I don't know. That's true, yeah. I, I kind of thought they would be, but no, really. Because, like, maximum he's only been in there for three and a half years, but it's not like the second it happened he got locked – or not locked away, but put in the Institute. Right. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't – I don't know how long he's been in there for. Yeah, yeah. So they probably, yeah, probably, you know, they'll probably doesn't hate it. I'm surprised she doesn't know why he's in there, though. Yeah, she, she couldn't have been that young. She she's probably probably in high school, maybe late middle school. That's and, a good point, and it was a pretty public thing that he did. Yeah, we're gonna find out in a minute, but but I don't feel like this is a betrayal of his trust. I don't think she was going to tell her father unless he answered affirmatively to the question did he hurt anyone yeah so i don't think it's a betrayal of the trust but anyway see uh, kevin now knows and he brings it to the to his police force and he they're going over how to approach him if they find him and one of the guys the guy who called agent Kalani back in the gladys episode says uh, tells us why he was in there we find out that he burned down the library Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if you remember this, but back in episode four, BJ and the AC, the dance was to the the like this community dance was to celebrate the opening of the new library. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So there there needed to be a new library because senior burned down the old one. How does he only play an institute over that? Like isn't that arson? I guess I don't know. How, I don't know how well stuff like that works. I guess he's forced in the institute, right? He's not allowed just to leave. I mean, he said no. They okay. So Kevin said that yes, he did hurt someone. So it seems like somebody must have gotten hurt in that fire. Mm-hmm. But he also says to the rest of the police force here that he voluntary voluntarily committed himself to the institution. Huh. He checked himself in. That's strange. That he checked himself in. Well, if he checked himself in, why can't he just? Is he? Is, I don't know how it works. Like, can you can you voluntarily leave from an institute if you check yourself in? As long as unless unless he checked himself in, then he was deemed not sane enough to check himself out. Right. I yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Now to that. Yeah, maybe maybe that was that. I don't know. Yeah. But Kevin does tell them if you see him, do not engage him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, do not engage him. Uh, it, although he does say, unless you need to stop him from doing something violent. Yeah. Right. But he says, do not engage. So Dennis did engage, but we'll get to that later. The next stop is the mayor's house. He goes there because he thinks, Kevin goes there because he thinks his father might be hiding out. At That's the where I thought he was going to be too. Yeah. I mean, they were romantically involved. So it seems like a logical explanation, but she he tells the mayor that he escaped and the first question she asks is did anybody get hurt and he says no so there there's some history of violence here uh-huh. that we don't we don't know much about yeah that's true 
and she also mentions that she hasn't talked to him in a month. They've apparently broken up. Like it's over between them. And she says, he's not coming uh-huh. to uh-uh. not buying that. I wasn't buying it. Now we're buying that to the end. But when I, when she said that, I was like, uh-uh. she's lying. Mm-mm. He's in there. Get in there, Kevin. That she gave, she said, I, you know, the, I, I could, the crazy, I could, I could take for so long, but Mm-mm. Mm-mm. you know, She's a mayor, technically a politician. Mm, you don't believe that. No, no, no. Okay. What about <laughs> when she says, he's not coming to me, he's coming to you? He's, she's just flipping the script now. She's, she's hiding him. I, I thought she was hiding him. Now, I, now in the, after seeing the whole episode, I think she was telling the truth. But in the time, I was like, no way. Kevin, get in there. Check under all the beds. Check all the closets. <laughs> I'm telling you. So that's funny because I, for some reason, I believed her every step of the way. I don't know why. I was I did not believe it for a moment. The whole time when they until they saw him again, I was like, he's clearly he's in there. What are you doing, Kevin? Yeah. Senior years in there. Well, I bet you he was right behind the door taunting him, making faces to the mayor. That's that, a good joke. That seems like a Kevin Senior thing to do. I don't know really. I don't know him that well. No, <laughs> I don't he seems a pretty cool guy though. Yeah. So no, he seems like he's a man on a mission. This is not. Oh like, yeah. Oh he yeah he's doing something. Yeah. Th- there's there's purpose to his breakout, which we'll find out in a minute. But anyway, back home, Kevin nods off, and he wakes up to dog noises outside. Distressed dog noises outside. Are you able yet to tell when something's a dream and when something's a reality right away with Kevin? No. No. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, this I, it, you you know it's a dream when you find out the dogs in the mailbox. But... Well, whenever whenever I see Dean, the mystery man, I'm always like, hmm, is it a dream now, right? But but we know that Dean is real, right? Allegedly. No, no, yeah. I mean, it's pretty confirmed he's real. I mean, unless all of these situations in which we've seen other people acknowledging Dean, unless those are all Kevin's dreams as well. It seems pretty clear to me that what if he's... this series is just all Kevin's like a bad dream. He has his family together. There's no departure. Just one big bad dream. Uh, let me let me tell you that I would that would not be my favorite series. <laughs> so he's just I, in a coma the whole time. No, that's well, terrible. I'll I'll just let you off the hook right now. This is not all. This whole series is not a dream. <laughs> okay, at least as far as I know. But <laughs> at any rate. He's he's he nods off and he wakes up and he hears these distressed dog noises. He goes out of the house. Dean says he's got a dog trapped in a mailbox. By the way, there's another prominent mailbox in this episode. Oh yeah, you're right. I guess yeah. I think of the mail. I, I it's just happenstance though. I don't know. Because Wayne has told Tom to fasten this money underneath a, a mailbox. Mm-hmm. and then and tom shows up in this dream do, do you oh, remember yeah yeah yeah. he was in the house yeah and kevin, oh, sorry, i definitely knew it was a dream kevin says tom and, and tom just closes the door on him so that to me is representative of tom shutting kevin out of his life because mm-hmm. he can't get a hold of him anymore but th- that's what i'm getting out of that the, the fact that there's a mailbox here though does make me wonder if there isn't some sort of you know metaphysical connectivity between kevin and tom 
I didn't think about that. I guess I didn't think about the two mailboxes. Yeah. Because wow. Kevin doesn't know anything about what Tom's been told about. Also, man. what a placement, by the way. If if there actually is a mailbox across from his house. Oh, I would love that. What a what a what a prime real that that the value of that house must be doubled just because it's right by the mailbox. <laughs> surely. Right, I'm not a real estate agent, but if if I was selling a house, that would be a key thing to say. Hey, you ever gonna mail anything? Right there. No, you know, it's so it's so hard to find a mailbox now too, isn't that? Is I, it? I, I where I live is cracks. Right, I, I'm actually not that annoyed when I have to mail something. I remember growing. I guess up, where you lived, but I, growing up where where I grew up, we had a mailbox that was two blocks from my house. Ooh, so nice. Mail that would just walk two blocks, drop in the mailbox, and it was done. That mailbox isn't there anymore. <laughs> they can't be bothered now. They can't, you know. No, I know. So, and in fact, I don't even in, in the town where I live, I don't even know if there are any mailboxes other than the one at the post office. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, I don't think there's any like U.S. postal service. I think there's stuff for, like UPS and stuff elsewhere. But yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, going back away from the prime real estate that is a mailbox. I'm just saying, any real estate, any realtors out there, put a fake like you know post office mailbox across the street from a house you're trying to sell. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, I would get some interest in that. Yeah. No. Anyway. Then we get this creepy Kevin pans looks over at Dean's truck and he's got dead guilty remnant members in there. Yeah, including Lori. Including Lori. Yeah. And then. Kevin opens the mailbox, the dog basically attacks, and Kevin wakes up. He wakes up, he's got a bandage on his hand, and there's and there's a dog tied up outside. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. How much of this was real? How much of this was a dream? Like obviously Kevin is doing stuff in his sleep that he doesn't remember doing. But it's happening. Yeah. So, uh, talk a little more when when um, Amy Amy kind of like Kevin doesn't know what the dog's doing out there, but Amy's like, "Remember when you brought that dog in?" Oh yeah. So, first of all, he's he un he unwraps his hand and he sees that he's got a bite on his hand. Yes. So it's confirmed probably the dog. Right, based that it's a bite. Dog, but look closely at that bite. It really doesn't look like a dog bite. Oh, I don't know what a dog bite looks like. It looks like a person bite. <laughs> so here, here's what my theory was, was that Amy, and later in the episode, Amy talks back about this dog and Kevin not remembering things, but like Amy tells him like, you brought the dog and don't you remember? And Kevin's like, don't, I see something about you like living in this house or no, yeah. no, 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 that's later on. I think, I think he just, he just brushes her off. That's yeah, brushes her off. Episode. We'll, but, we'll that. but I immediately thought, like, is Amy doing, has something to do with this? Like, is Amy oh, messing yeah. with him? I, 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 Even right now, Amy knows that, she, that Kevin brought the dog in, hmm. or brought the dog home, and she says to Jill that he's going to rehabilitate it. And she lets us know that she's the one who treated Kevin's hand. You know, did yeah. you put a sporn on there like I told you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Amy, Kevin had was awake, or, well, not awake. Kevin brought a dog home, tied it up, got bit on the hand by something, had a conversation with Amy. Amy treated his hand, bandaged his hand, and he doesn't remember any of it. 
maybe that Amy uh Kevin affair does happen just when Kevin's unaware. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Dude. Oh. Yeah. We'll talk more on it later, I guess, when it yeah. comes up again. Uh, because now uh Kevin gets a phone call because Dennis has been beat up at the library. <sighs> Senior broke into the library, Dennis tried to engage him and he beat him up and when you when you go into the library you probably didn't notice this because you weren't looking for it because you didn't know anything about the national geographic issue but when he goes in the library there are national geographic issues all over the floor so do you think national Ge- geographic paid for this product placement or do you think it was just great I, I yeah it's interesting uh, maybe what a great way to do product placement though making it a key part of your oh, episode that, you know, I've noticed a lot of product placement in the leftovers that I never noticed before. But there's a lot of it. It's just right down to the, you know, the fact that Amy says Neosporin yeah. in a bad ointment or something. Uh, product yeah. placement. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Like Stranger Things. Great. I love it when I catch it. Walking Dead as well. Like the cars they drive. Clearly. Yeah. Like they're in the best condition you'll ever see in your life for it being like however many years into a zombie apocalypse they're driving a car. It's like looking yeah. fine. Yeah. So in the library, Kevin starts interacting with somebody who works there who only speaks Spanish, uh, but he, Kevin speaks enough Spanish to have a conversation with him about the interactions he had with his father, and Senior apparently asked to borrow $200 to get something for his son. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. So I also wondered here, I don't think this is the case, but because we just have or ne- never had a hint of it, but I was like, ah, does Kevin have a brother? Or like, any brothers or sisters? Like, you know, no. when, when Senior's trying to help out, like, his kevin's brother or something interesting but i mean I, yeah it's probably yeah, something yeah. for kevin though as far as i know he's an only child but yeah, that's, that's what it, it's appeared but yeah yeah so uh that that's it in the library anything you want to add about the library shame on dennis i guess yeah poor... no not poor dennis shouldn't have engaged you hear the you rules have instructions not to you engage. know the rules and so do i <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned that <laughs> because that that's the rickroll song right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's i'm glad that you know what a rickroll is oh what, are we gonna get rickrolled in you know, the TV do you know show? what a rickroll is yes i know what a rickroll is of course i know what a rickroll is there is a rickroll in the leftovers oh my god there is it's it's not until season two though but you know, and it is fantastic. <laughs> so good. I love. Oh, it. I do tell me that now. Now I'm gonna be waiting for every time. Like the second I see like a link, I'm like, oh, is this the Rick Roll? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. It's not that obvious. Like, oh, you don't think I'm gonna catch? No, I'm gonna be heightened in my senses now. Rick we'll Ashley does not make an appearance. Hi. Okay. You know, Rick Ashley. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's a joke, but I heard that he does not like that, like, he's famous or infamous, however you want to put it, for, like, Rick Rolling. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame him. I mean, it's <laughs> insulting. Like, it's funny because that's a song I used to love when it first came out. I was a kid. <laughs> Why is that? I, 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 I've only ever known that song as Rick Rolling. I know. I remember being a little kid and, like, I wouldn't, like, it would link to that song and I'm like, why I don't understand. I don't I don't it's just why why is it linking to this song? 
<laughs> this isn't at all what the link said it was going to be. <laughs> I was so young, I couldn't understand it. And then eventually <laughs> caught on to the joke. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Um, we're back with Tommy, and he's does he takes the money and he like sprints to the mailbox oh yeah he was like looking around making sure it underneath the mailbox do you think think it's a smart way to go about it though (laughs) or try to like stay like as low as possible like you wait till no one's around you sprint and sprint back or do you think you just kind of you know meander yeah wait till no one's looking put it then meander back the exact wrong way to do it (laughs) yeah i i think listen i guess i'm not i'm not as experienced as tommy might be i don't know but i really i really feel like just nonchalantly walking wait till no one's looking put it and walk back anyway well i I think that it's just meant to show us that he wants to do this and get out of there as quickly as possible because he turns his car on he's about Mm -hmm. about to tear out of there and then he realizes that nobody is like converging on the mailbox and he decides to stay and watch yeah and that's important for later Oh yes, certainly. Yes, this it it is later where I start turning on the Tommy story. Right now, I'm still hating. I'm like, I don't care. Absolutely. Give up all your money. Give up none of your money. Tommy, yep. thank yep. you for running. You've sped up the scene for me. That's good. <laughs> uh, back to the main story. Yes, exactly. And the main story is Jill looks out in the, her yard where the dog is barking and sees that her grandfather try like trying to get by the dog and like playing tug of war with his shirt <laughs> or with his robe or whatever uh and it's i mean this is where we see how ripped kevin senior is yeah. <laughs> Very I, I guy. make the connection right away that he was trying to get to the the grill to get uh the... oh that would make good sense yeah, yeah. when when well, we saw that there was someone digging at it before because you know Kevin later finds it. But yeah, I was surprised that it was still there, all the money and whatnot. Well, why wouldn't it be? Matt returned it. Remember? I know. Well, I didn't know if Senior had gone to it beforehand. Right. So oh. we know the Senior needs two hundred dollars. He just asked for two hundred dollars at the library. Mm-hmm. So uh, presumably he went back to try to get it out of this peanut butter jar and can't get to the peanut butter jar because the dog is attacking him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But. Yeah, then she she lets him in, and they're having this conversation. And senior claims that he didn't know that Jill was in trouble. He was just running away from the institution and happened to hear cries for help in the woods. And Jill certainly doesn't believe him, and neither do I. Do you believe him? No, no, no. I mean, yeah. He, he I think he even admits he was lying. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And this, this is where senior starts talking to Jill about how worried he is about her father too that they're upstairs um because he's looking for a shirt because the, the dog is eating his <laughs> <laughs> and he notices all the pharmaceuticals that Kevin has yeah throughout the room and bedroom the bathroom and he expresses that he's worried about his son for that uh and they but they're looking for tranquilizers to drug the dog <laughs> Oh, that's right. He had he had asked Jill for two hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He also yeah he also asked for two hundred as well. And then since she didn't have that, he said, "Well, do you have any tranquilizers <laughs> for the dog?" Oh yeah. Then so he can get the money out of it. <laughs> yeah. He really just doesn't want to deal with that dog. Yeah. He's like, "You have two hundred? 
no and then he he dogs so that he can get to the grill to get the money yeah and then uh, kevin comes home and jill uh, discloses that she called him before she let senior into the house and he says good girl <laughs> but i i like that moment between them it kind of shows that there is some kind of relationship that they had yeah it didn't seem that strange someone yeah. no, I, seen. this was good and, and you know he says good girl because she did the right thing and in, in calling kevin so he's not going to condemn her for it she did the right thing so that's good but anyway kevin comes in and just basically all he does is toss handcuffs to his father and his father just puts them right on no arguments no resistance just cuffs himself and then uh, he leaves with kevin peacefully and jill finds this piece of paper that presumably has the national geographic issue written on it because jill is going to buy it for him later in the episode yeah Mm -hmm. do you think he left it on purpose uh, I actually don't think he left it out. I purpose. don't think so either. Yeah, I, I, I thought he did at first when the paper was still there, but I don't think so. I don't think he left it on purpose because we know that he went and got another copy of it. So, but okay. for now, he's in Kevin's custody. They're in the car, and Senior says, "You're not going to ask me why I busted out." And Kevin says, I don't need this right now. And Senior says, maybe this is exactly what you need. Which, I mean, this is this is Kevin's or this is Senior's whole modus operandi. This is his MO. That that he everything he does, he's doing for Kevin intentionally because Kevin needs this. You need to receive this magazine you you're in the game now like you you need what i'm selling right now so but he gets a lucky break because the guilty remnant is in the street so so kevin has to stop he jumps out of the car and runs off yeah got on him in in, in the in pursuit of him kevin knocks over patty mm-hmm. remember patty yeah oh yeah the leader yeah that was a cool one um, so Kevin Knox, oh, wait till next episode. Oh my goodness, Patty. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, so Junior knocks over Patty and then Senior's gone. And the, the, he realizes that they're this protest, they're holding up Matt's signs that did say save them and they've modified them to say don't save them. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh. He's just asking for it. Like, I don't... There's just... They must yeah. like it. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't understand their modus amperi so much. I'm also waiting on that church. I know, Eventually, something. Oh, yeah. The yeah. I'm waiting on that, but... Are you still uh, of the opinion that this is a an abusive relationship support group? I'm starting to think they get people from abusive relationships because they're used to the abuse. Interesting. No, nah, no, nah, I mean, no, I don't think it's that anymore. All right. But, All right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really interesting theory, though. I was, I was happy to entertain it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like you're talking to your kid about how Santa Claus is real. Who is he? Is real? Or, <laughs> by the way, Santa is real. Sorry. Yeah. That's right. So, anyway, um, 
next thing we get is Jill buying whatever it is the senior wanted and the twins wrestling on the floor. Yeah, I I was you know, look I've seen my friends wrestling going now. I just I just don't know why. <laughs> They're really having at it on the floor. I don't know. It's just... I'm not sure what the purpose of this scene is other than you know, Jill buys whatever Yeah grandpa was was looking for but why the twins are wrestling on the floor or why amy comes home and she's in a work uniform it looks like she works yeah at a yeah, yeah that's what it looks like too it there is a there's i guess amy does make the note of like if we uh your dad thinks you're going out if we stay home he won't be home because he goes out too like that's um, like amy amy tells jill this like Right, you'll say something to her like, "What are you gonna do? Stay home and hang out with my dad again?" Yeah, yeah. And then Amy's like, "No, he won't be home." Yeah. So I, it's really interesting when like Amy says that. I'm like, "And she surmised that, I guess." You know, there's just something weird about the relationship. It's, it's something weird about Amy, man. I, I, I want to see like an Amy bottle episode. I want to know more about Amy now. I'm so cu- I don't understand her. I don't, think up there. There's a... <laughs> I don't think there will be, but I'm so confused by Amy, man. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand it. Amy episode. <laughs> so confusing. Although I think it would have been so interesting. I wish they had done one, but no. Hmm. So anyway, uh, we're, we're back with Tom now, and he sees somebody come and take the money from under the mailbox and he decides to follow them. Yes. Uh, This is where it gets good with Tom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tom is knocking on their door. They won't let him in. He, or I I shouldn't say they, because at this point he just thinks it's a he. So he won't let him in. Tom breaks in and he finds another young pregnant Asian girl there. Yeah. He's here to see Wayne. Oh, uh, thinks Wayne. He thinks he's gonna find Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I thought I thought Wayne was like running low on money or something. That's yeah, what I was thinking as well. I was I was with Tom on this. Yep. Yeah, he thinks that he's gonna find Wayne in there, and he doesn't find Wayne. He finds another young pregnant Asian. Another them. From here on out, I refer to each of them as Tom two point and Christine two point Yeah, well, <laughs> may as well. We don't know their names. Yeah. So. So I mean, this is, and this that is really that's good stuff, and it's oh, pretty, yeah. that's good. Yeah, that, that doesn't quite um, redeem Tom, not by any stretch, but I definitely like it. I, I enjoyed seeing that in the Tommy story arc. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, and we're we're gonna get plenty more of that to talk about in, in a few minutes. But for right now, we're back at the Garvey residence, and Amy is watching. Guess what on TV? What? Perfect Strangers, which oh yeah, you said something about this before. <laughs> yeah, so Perfect Strangers, remember, is this? I'll I'll keep reminding you because it's what happens with it in season three is so damn good that we need we need to never forget that Perfect Strangers is a big thing. <laughs> so, but it's a sitcom from the eighties. Uh, there were four main cast members, and and they all departed mm-hmm. uh, during the Great Departure. Okay, I'm waiting for the payoff on this. So it's four. I know it's the main cast. Season three. Okay. It's it's real big payoff then. I think it's season three, episode two, maybe three. Don't even tell me the episode. Stop that. Okay. Right. Anyway, so but Amy's watching, <laughs> and she uh, Kevin gets home, and she is going to confront him now. She didn't confront him in front of Jill, but she'll confront him now, and point out that he does not remember what happened last night. Mm-hmm. 
and now does that just mean getting the dog and getting bit or did they you know by uh, oh yeah did, did they do it or what well, oh no well, no i think it's definitely has to do with the dog being bit when he, she talks about the bite he like looks at his hand and like it looks visibly confused and the dog yeah. stuff so definitely at least with the dog whether that stuff happens i don't know but certainly with the dog but this is where you, kevin does not want to acknowledge yeah he doesn't remember what happened last night and he just changed the subject. He's like, we really like having you here. Do you like staying here? <laughs> yeah, like, do you like staying here? But really aggressively to the point where he's, what he's really saying is, if you want to stay here, shut up. Do, do, so, so did we ever see Amy's family at all? No, never. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. So I think this and what his senior said to him about his pharmacy in his bedroom or whatever is what causes what happens next. Okay, right, because next thing is he flushes all his meds. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 done. He he wants he he thinks between what his father said exactly right. You know, his his father said you, you got to get rid of this stuff or you got to stop taking that stuff. It'll mess with your head. And then the fact that he's forgetting what happened while he was sleeping and he actually was doing significant things, he flushes all his meds. Uh, and Amy reminds him that he needs to feed the dog. So he brings a steak out and, and feeds the dog. And this is where he finds the peanut jar, the peanut butter jar. Mm-hmm. With the with the mat flyer in it that says, Reverend, you know, this is for you. You deserve this or whatever it says on the back. And How so much this, isn't it again? Like 20,000? No, it was 30, wasn't it? 30? I don't remember. Or a lot of money. Well, how, how, yeah, we, we can remember. How much did he win? Oh, no, you're right. And he won three I times. I think it was 20 because it went 20, 40 to 80 to 160. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't 30. It definitely would be 30 because he yeah, did not win that much. So, so you're right. So, But this gives Kevin the idea that, oh, Matt and his father apparently were friends. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where his father is. He goes to Matt's house. Oh, Matt's poor caretaker. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not there. So he borrows the caretaker's phone <laughs> to call Matt because he knows that Matt won't answer if he sees that it's Kevin. Mm-hmm. And he, senior, he was, oh, oh, Matt first denies the seniors with him. Yeah. He says, no, he's not with me. And then, like, almost immediately turns on his heel and says, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's almost ready to see you. Like, so what kind of person is Matt after all if he's just out and out lying right off the bat? You know, you gotta give a little white lie. To... Is this a white lie? No, not really. It's a yeah. really big lie. Like the officials about Amanda, the cops on Amanda trying to find. I... Um, but then Kevin gets so mad at Matt that he smashes her phone. The caretaker's like, what the hell? Was that, a, was that a flip phone or was that a smartphone? It looks like a flip phone to me. Okay, well, you know, it was pretty resilient. <laughs> Probably still broke, though, I think. But... Oh, definitely broken. There's Shattered also at least three pieces that I could see. <laughs> I want to I at least note the fact that I noticed that they were printing the Save Us flyers. Yep. It was Matt's doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I felt very, it felt pretty good that I was right. It feels very good. Very good. Okay. Good for you, Kurt. Thank you. I'm sure this. Too easy to read this show now. I can read it like a book now. It's... Oh, okay, good. I wish it wasn't so predictable. Speaking of reading books, we got to talk about this National Geographic issue later. Okay. We're not ready yet. So 
spiders in water underwater yes oh we got to talk about that too yeah yeah so so we're back now with uh tom tom 2.0 and christine 2.0 yes they apparently went through all the same stuff as tom and christine right now right down to uh this girl is everything yes right mm-hmm. all the same stuff um and the guy the tom 2.0 apparently took the hug yes yes well, he, was, he was raving on about that hug yeah yeah he says it worked and he says there's got to be a plan tom has now realized there's no plan so and he makes sure that the guy knows this before Christine 2.0 comes out with a gun and starts shooting. Yeah, that, that, they lost me. I was like, oh man, I'm loving this now. I'm really liking the Tom storyline. Something's going on. I don't know if there's not a plan. Maybe there. This is all part of the Giga plan, right? But Christine 2.0. I mean, okay, shoot. I can mildly understand why. But come on, you've ruined this great storyline I was loving here. You've... Oh really? Because I think this makes it way better. No, no. Well, no. let me see if I can sell you on it because. Okay. Because she fires the gun at Tom and she starts ranting and her rant is important. She says, he promised me he's the one, he's the bridge. So she is saying the same thing about her child, her unborn child, as Christine was saying about hers. So this sheds all kinds of light on what Wayne was up to. We know that Wayne received visions from his departed son, or he claims to have received visions from his departed son, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You're, yeah. I don't actually, but I, I'll just pretend I do. And this is back in the first episode when Wayne goes to Tom and tells him that he's going to have to take care of Christine. Oh, yeah, with the threatening meetup sort yeah. of way. Yeah. As, you know, he talks about his departed son and, and how he's he has visions of him in his dreams, and he says that something really big and terrible is going to happen on the anniversary, which is when the raid happened of the ranch and they all had to scatter. But we also know that Wayne had like a whole like a, a whole bunch of young Asian women on his ranch. Mm-hmm. We, and they were going after him on stat, counts of statutory rape, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, they said, that's how he needs to recharge his batteries. But I think it was more than that. I think in my mind, he was getting some kind of vision from his son that he had to impregnate an Asian girl. Okay. Because his child with this with this Asian girl was going to be the bridge. Okay. So he he didn't know which. So he just he just did he impregnated as many of them as possible. I mean, okay, that's a plan. I can. And it comes up. Doesn't uh, Tom or Tom two point oh? One of them says, "How many of us do you think there are?" Yeah, 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 yeah. They do question it. I. No, I I like the idea that there's more of them. I just really so. Her going mad makes sense because she thought, you know, she was the only one. I understand why she goes mad. It's just, I was really hoping Tom 2.0 and Tom, they're probably the first Toms of their kind to realize that they are, you know, there's there's more than one of them. Yep. And I thought that together they were going to like, you know, now, now instead of just being Tom and Christine, now it's Tom, Tom 2.0, Christine, Christine, there's the four of them now. And they're going to like, you know, still listen to Wayne, but they're also like now questioning, you know, or you know, maybe subverting. Because right now, they're, I guess Tom does not keep following the authority. We'll see later on. He 
somewhat subverts Wade. I say somewhat, he subverts Wade. Yeah. I, I'm i also very curious to whether or not he will ever tell Christine about these 2.0s. That's something I'm oh, really curious Because yeah. after seeing Christine 2.0 go mad, maybe regular Christine will also go mad if she that's, finds out. That's a, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And he already lost one hand, or at least got one hand shot. No need for the other one. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's... I, I kind of had a little different take on this. I I viewed this as this is the curtain being pulled back on Wayne for Tom, at least for Tom, if not for uh, Tom 2.0 and Christine mm-hmm. 2.0, Christine 1. But it, like, this is the curtain being pulled back. Wayne has been exposed as a fraud to Tom. Mm-hmm. And this is, th- I actually think that this might be where the title comes from for the episode. Oh, okay. Um, solace for tired feet, and what well, we can talk more about that later. But the word solace means comfort mm-hmm. for, in time of distress. So Tom has been certainly traveling. So you could view his, his as having tired feet, just tired of traveling, uh, and and just tired of of working for Wayne and and doing anything that he asks, and and having virtually no feedback from him. And it might bring him some peace to know that it was all a fraud and, and that he doesn't have to do anything that Wayne says anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I don't know if it necessarily makes him a fraud, though. Like I would still be like, this is all part of Wayne's master plan. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, but yeah, I can definitely see from Tommy's point of view that makes him feel more like a fraud. <laughs> maybe fraud. Stuff. Maybe just, uh, you Distrusting. know. Distrusting. Yeah, nah. Yeah. You can't believe what he says. You know what I mean? It's the pawn in his chest game. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, you mentioned that he got shot in the hand, right? Uh-huh. Um, it was his left hand, and it was also Kevin's left hand that has the injury from the dog bite. Ah, the and, and mailboxes. The, 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 the transition from this scene where Tom gets back into his car and his, his left hand is shaking as he grabs the wheel like it transitions almost right into Kevin's left hand. It's it's really, and I've actually never noticed that before, but it's just another parallel between Tom and Kevin right now. So we've got the mailboxes uh, and now we've got the hand. So. <laughs> Lindelof. Lindelof. Uh. So we, now we've, the, the next scene, we, the senior has agreed to meet Kevin in a diner. Yeah, and this—I mean, this scene is dense. We, I, I don't want to go through every <laughs> line that's said here. But I'll, yeah, there's like, a lot going on. Here. Yeah, I guess I'll hit the highlights, and then you can pick up if I left anything out that you wanted to talk about. But uh, the senior says, "I tried to keep you out of this. I tried to change their minds." He's obviously talking about the voices. Mm-hmm. So he tried, but but they keep wanting him to pull Kevin into this and they they wanted to pull him in specifically with the May 1972 National Geographic issue so, so I don't under I'm so curious to the National Geographic can't wait to talk about it but we're <laughs> still not ready yeah. so, so he this is what he's been trying to buy it's what he was looking for in the library the library didn't have it this is what he asked for $200 to buy online but he couldn't get $200. So he had to go 
he says I had to go get it some off of some jerk somewhere else. But anyway, he got it finally. And this is what he's been trying to give to his son, May 1972 National Geographic. And he says, I need you to take it. And then the voices correct him. And he says, no, I need you to accept it. So the, the difference between Kevin taking it and Kevin accepting it is pretty significant. To the voices, yes. Yeah, but to the voices, but also it's significant. If you take something, okay, that just means you have it. If you accept it, there's an emotional attachment to it as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they, they need him to accept this issue of National Geographic and accept whatever it means. Um, and Senior tells us the voices tell the truth. The lucky ones aren't needed. They get to stay sane, but we are in the game now. So he's telling Kevin, you are not sane. You don't have, you may not be hearing voices yet, but you're in the game. You're not one of the lucky ones. You're with, you're just like me, which is shocking and just awful for Kevin. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Oh, and he said he as he hands him this, he says, "This is your invitation. This is your purpose." And I want to just call this to your attention because it's going to become important later. Kevin says, "So now I have a purpose." Okay, just just tuck that back and remember it in a few episodes from now. Episode nine, I'm hoping. Nine. <laughs> yes, nine. So uh, the Garvey's at their best. So. Yeah, because that that'll come back. So now I have a purpose. So then we get from Kevin. You left me when I needed you, and now you want to infect me with it with whatever it is you got. I don't accept it. And and like this is this is really gut wrenching. Just we we get this idea that Kevin Senior went crazy and burned down the library at exactly the wrong time for junior, whatever that means. Uh-huh. But, but he junior th- feels like he needed his father and his father wasn't there. Uh-huh. And the, just the, the phrasing that he uses, you want to infect me with, Oh, that, that, it's awful. It's like you, you almost feel bad for senior hearing it that put that way, that what he's got is this contagious, awful, like viral disease. Um, and and to hear i don't accept it like that how crushing must that be for senior that this is his mission like his quest oh yeah on a mission and to hear that i don't accept it i mean i felt bad for senior yeah i was i want kevin just to accept it and he he lashes out and he smacks oh yeah he slaps him yeah and he says you know it's true just you just want to stay asleep fine just stay asleep don't wake up so you know i I think about the reference in lost to uh alice in wonderland to white rabbit Mm -hmm. you know alice is given the choice to to take to um eat me drink me right i don't know if you know the story about i do not remember that i saw like the movie when i was way younger that's about it though yeah so she's given that that choice and and if she does strange things happen but um that's also referenced in the matrix have you seen the matrix uh the red blue blue pill yeah the red pill and the blue pill i haven't seen the matrix but i know the this is oh really yeah no i haven't seen the matrix i've not seen the matrix no i've not seen keanu reeves the matrix 
you you really should see the matrix but is only... it that good of a movie oh absolutely the first one the second one yeah i hear it i hear it falls off the the third there. i i wouldn't waste your time with those but the, the first one is fantastic so but yeah there's the red pill and the blue pill and basically what, what it is 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 the main character in the matrix is being offered the opportunity to see reality or go back to this um delusional fantasy world that he's living in mm-hmm. uh, yeah and so the red pill would allow him to see reality the blue pill just sends him back to the fantasy world and that's essentially the the choice that senior is giving to junior here you know you you stay asleep don't wake up of course there are all kinds of sleep references with kevin as well because he oh, we, yeah. he does stuff in his sleep so if, by senior saying stay asleep i mean this this could be that senior is offering him an opportunity to actually know what goes on in his sleep. <laughs> so, I, didn't think, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, that's, that is a pretty literal thing. Yeah, yeah. just go to sleep a lot and then do things. Yeah. But after a pretty significant struggle, Junior eventually does get Senior back into custody and drops him off back at the uh, institution uh, where Senior gets one last word in they're not gonna let you off that easy. Son, I said son there as well. Yeah, they're not gonna let you off that easy. We also you can't go past the fat. Matt will see senior next Sunday. I, I'm really curious. I was hoping we'd find out this episode. We haven't. To why they are friends. Maybe we'll see it in that famous episode nine flashback. I think it's probably simpler than you think. It's just that that senior was a parishioner. Who has kept in touch with Matt throughout all of this, and Matt has kept in touch with him throughout all of this. Oh, okay. I, I don't think it's much more complicated than that. I don't think you're going to get any more satisfaction <laughs> than that. So, uh, well, see you next Sunday. Yeah, yeah. See you next Sunday. That's right. So they are they are in in pretty close contact. But I love that on the way out, full <laughs> scripture, Kevin and Kevin's having none of it. Yeah, I just have you. Have you, Matt? But. All right, what did I miss in this diner scene and the drop off back at the institution? Anything you want to no, talk? No, no, you you've definitely hit. I mean, there's there's a lot in there, but you've hit all the important stuff on the nail, it's nail dead. the head. It's dense, but then next scene we get very exciting scene, very exciting. Kevin and Nora sex scene. <laughs> it is a good one. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So this is a this is a this is a pretty intense. Uh, you know, he, Kevin just had this incredibly draining emotional day. Yeah, I'm really surprised. Yeah, I was like, oh. yeah, that didn't break the mood, but the GR broke the mood yeah. the day before. But um, yeah, and and Kevin just goes over to Nora's house, and they they do the deed. They do the dirty. Yep. Well, but Meg, Meg sees this too. Yeah. Yeah, Meg sees this. And and rats him out to Lori. Says, you know, Kevin, your husband, your ex is sleeping with with Nora. And I love Lori's reaction. So, yeah. so writes down so, and the look on her face that she gives Meg is so. <laughs> I miss when Meg could talk. Rip Meg's voice. You rip Meg's voice exactly. I still, I still miss this. She she spoke so much for the guilty remnant now. <laughs> No, yeah, we don't, we don't. The guilty remnant doesn't have a voice for us anymore, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I miss it. 
Uh, Patty sometimes talks, but never to like people normally. Just the inside the guilty remnant or new oh, initiates. Patty, next episode. Oh, <laughs> oh, so good. Anyway, I mean, we're getting close to the season finale. There's only like, three more episodes, so yeah. it's definitely winding down. And by by the sounds of it, episode nine is a flashback episode for the most part. That's, so that's right. It's, it's so it's only two more episodes in the present time. So I think next episode, I, I like I said, I felt this was a setup episode. Next one might be well, more of, or maybe just more payoffs than season finale. Payoffs. I don't think there's any chance you're gonna see coming what happens in the next episode either. Oh, challenge accepted. I can read this show like a book now. Okay, good. I mean, I assume that means that you're gonna tell me that you saw it coming, regardless of what happens. No, I'll tell you if I saw it coming. If I saw it coming. Okay, good. Just so I'm well, gonna predict any sort of outcome. So we get. Just a little bit more nudity here, which is always a good thing, um, with Nora and Kevin. And the, yeah. but Nora says, uh, or Kevin says, I think I might be going crazy. And Nora, <laughs> well, my friend, you've come to the right place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you didn't love Nora before. You gotta kind of love her now, right? I mean, I mean, it, it's nice. It was like Kevin's actually having like a struggle. It, I mean, she's kind of making a joke of it. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like that's. I don't think that's the best advice to give him right now. <laughs> he's pretty, <laughs> he's pretty struggling with this. You're like, oh well, thank God you're here. We're all crazy in this house. It's like, I mean, <laughs> maybe normal, but you know, he's pretty, he's pretty racked right now. He's oh, I love it. It's so good. Ah, uh, so th- and this is another place where I can see the title coming into play. Uh, Nora and Kevin are solace for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kev, Nora gets to start over again with Kevin here, so that's some solace for her. Uh, Kevin is is looking for peace. Uh, by uh, Kevin is 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 like very actively, you know, running all over the place trying to figure everything out, and you know, comes to her looking for peace and and gets some release there. Um, even if just to the acknowledgement that he might be crazy could be considered comfort especially that she actually takes it pretty well yeah yeah it doesn't go like oh you're going crazy for some people you say that you would say that to them and, and they'd be gone mm-hmm. yeah fair enough oh yeah we definitely give you some strange looks or yeah yeah oh, so, she's welcoming about it yeah I, I guess i shouldn't tease nor about it too much but i just i just thought it funny the way she's like that and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i know oh boy so uh Kevin's back home huh. the next morning and Jill and Amy are having breakfast as they do. So, and uh, Kevin tells Jill about Nora. So even though in the early, beginning of the episode, Kevin told Nora that Jill already knew about her. Mm-hmm. It appears as though she didn't, yeah. but he does now. You know, she, she, he tells Jill about Nora uh, and he says, yeah, I, th- I think you like her. Does she say the name Nora? No, he doesn't. That's so, that's what I mean. Because I remember, like, Amy and Jill, they followed Nora that one day. He did. Going for, I'm, I'm really intrigued to what. Will yeah. So, how do you think that Jill's going to react to it being her? Well, I don't, well, I don't know if we'll actually see the reaction because I'm sorry. Usually, I don't know if there'll be a time jump. If so, here, if there's a time jump, uh, maybe she'll just be uneasy with Nora in general. And if there isn't, I, 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 I it won't be positive. I can say that for sure. That's about okay. it. She doesn't seem that she likes Nora, her or Amy. Yeah, there's a, there's a little strain there, I think. So, uh, but somehow the National Geographic issue is there. 
Yeah. Well, not somehow, magically. Well, we know that Jill ordered it, but it would be like the fastest shipping ever in the world. (laughs) Well, I've I've had next day shipping for Amazon sometimes. Have you had next morning shipping? No, it was day when it was day. Well, I guess, I guess if it's I've coming, had next day. UPS or FedEx, that depends on when the UPS or FedEx truck gets there, which that could happen at any time. Or, or maybe she went on like Craigslist and bought it, or like some <laughs> local place as well. I guess there's enough actually. She went and picked it up. All right, it's forgivable because this was a little bit of a sticking point for me on this episode, but you've sold me. Or so. maybe, or maybe she did pay for next day shipping. Yeah, it wasn't her credit card from when I survived. That's true. <laughs> the twins credit card which that, by the way how is he cool that that book is 200 bucks about like yeah. well, i guess it wasn't his it was his parents or something I yeah, he's no, like no. don't order too much on whatever yeah. but that's why the twins were there there we go yeah so uh but kevin sees it and is just livid oh yeah he snaps yeah he throws it out and like he and Jill, who we just saw them have this like really nice moment last time we saw them together and thought that they had turned a corner and now good terms compared to like like the 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 Nadir or maybe when the Nadir was like AC and the BJ or BJ and the AC, whichever it is. Like yeah. that was I feel like maybe their Nadir are like lower point, but since yeah. then they've been pretty good to each other, I thought. Yeah, but I think this is a, a pretty big strain on the relationship that, you know, Jill was was trying to do a nice thing for her grandfather and, and her father comes in and just craps all over it, just yeah. chucks it in the garbage. And it seems like, Jill, I mean, Jill is obviously very mad at her, but it seems like Amy's pretty mad at him too. I don't know if you picked up on that at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and did you notice the cover of the National Geographic? What's on the cover? No, is it spiders underwater? Well, no, uh, there's. <laughs> it's the it's a bear. It's like some something about Yellowstone Park. Okay, but there's a bear on the cover. Did you not see the bear? I don't. I don't really remember what the cover was. <laughs> okay, well, there is a bear on the cover. Okay, uh, and it's and it's standing on its hind legs, so it's like on two feet. Mm-hmm. All right. So Kevin looks out the window. Because the dog's barking like crazy. And he sees a bear, like, attack the window. Did you notice that? Like, what? Oh, you didn't notice that? No. (laughs) He, like, jumps back because something jumps at the window. Were they not looking at the screen? No, I did not realize this. I... What? Yeah. Yeah, go back and check that out. I I will. I've certainly missed a critical moment in this episode. So, he... I mean, he hears the dog barking and something jumps up and like attacks the window and Kevin jumps way back. And I mean, it's only like a second, but it's clearly not a dog. It's a bear, but nothing is actually there because the dog's leash is, is short. So short that there's no way that the dog could have reached the window. There's Mm -hmm. nothing there, but he sees a bear. And there's a bear on the cover of the National Geographic magazine. I remember him reaching for the National Geographic. Right. Yes. So then he goes back after seeing that, he goes back for that National uh, Geographic magazine. We don't see what he does with it from it there. It makes a lot more sense why I went to go grab it, though, then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to rewatch that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So um, we get one more scene 
and it's uh, Wayne calls Tom and Tom's having none of it. He just breaks the phone and chucks it. He's done with Wayne. Oh, look at this. Another connection. Tommy broke a phone that's, and his father broke a phone. That's, that's right. Oh, my God. Did you see that connection? I did not. I oh, it. let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but I mean, it's, this is, this is good symbolism that Tommy's just done with Wayne and it's more solace for his tired feet. Mm. But when he gets back in wherever it is that they're staying, uh, Christine's not in the bed. There's blood everywhere. And he finds Christine in the bathtub. She has had the baby. She she holds it up yeah. and she says, it's a girl. Yeah, I thought she was going to be dead or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, th- you think that so one of them, the baby or Christine, is going to be dead. No, they're both alive, but it's a girl. And were you able to read Christine's face there? It, she didn't look very happy. No. I thought she was, th- so was she expecting a boy? Very disappointed because all throughout this episode, she and Christine 2.0 have been saying, he is the bridge. Mm. He is the bridge. Mm. So, so Wayne must have told them that he is going to have a son, and that son will be the bridge. Poor Christine. But Christine has had a girl, and therefore, this at least that part of Wayne's prophecy was not true. So, what else about Wayne was false? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's talk about this magazine, unless you have something else that you want to talk about throughout the episode. No, no. I want. I want to hear how this some um, spider underwater stuff. Okay. So you've already kind of figured that part out. That one of the articles, and there are there are three articles in the National Geographic from 19, May of 1972 what that are to what we're seeing here. Um, okay. That's not including the cover with the bear that Kevin saw out his window. Okay. One of them is about a spider that lives underwater. Okay. Okay. Which is exactly what Christine was talking about in her fever dream. Okay. What are the other two articles now, though? One of them is called The Riddle of the Minoans. And I didn't know anything about the Minoans, but the Minoans were a a relatively primitive civilization that just disappeared. Nobody knows why. Uh, Where were the location of them? In what year? Uh, I don't know. I'll look it up right now. The Minoans. <laughs> it reminds me of like a, a Roanoke. Yeah, Roanoke, the colony that kind of mysteriously disappeared. Uh, there's some theories to what happened to Roanoke. But an early American. So it was like 1600s. So let's see. Oh, on the island of Crete. So Greece. Oh, okay. Yeah. So an early civilization in Greece that just mysteriously disappeared? Yeah. All that mystery stuff. Yeah, and this article does. Talk, I didn't. I haven't read the article, but the, apparently this article talks a little bit about theories as to how that how it happened. And then the other article that's relevant is called Cairo, troubled capital of the Arab world. Okay, and there's there's nothing in this episode to indicate that that's relevant. But have you looked at the title of the next episode? No. What is it? Cairo. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm curious to what that title's for as well. Uh, oh, that one is. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Oh God, I can't wait to watch that episode again. <laughs> so good, but um, yeah. So 
Cairo. So um, Kevin needed this. Why? Well, uh, maybe because there's information about departed civilizations, although I, I don't think that's it. I think it has everything to do with Cairo. Hmm. Okay. I'm yeah. very. Um, I'm intrigued to what this book will do. I'm. I'm I mean, there's a lot of a lot of questions. Looking for the next episode. Mm -hmm. I definitely like what this book's gonna do, and um, mm -hmm. I I am actually I'm back on the Tommy storyline bandwagon, and I want to see what's happening next to the Tommy storyline. Okay, I do want to see what will happen next. Steve. Interesting. It's definitely an improvement. That that oh, yeah. run in with two really stepped it up a lot. Pretty, yeah, a little bit of life into it. I just yeah, maybe it's because they were just running away for so long. I just didn't care anymore. But yeah, yeah and I actually, definitely see that. Actually, the, the fact that Christine had a girl, that's pretty interesting as well. But because, you know, how she responds to that is is interesting to think about. But, oh, what do you mean? Oh, just because she expected to have a boy? Yeah. I mean, just the disappointment. I mean, she, she was viewing this, this what she thought was a boy inside of her as like a deity <laughs> almost, you know, or the, the son of a deity anyway. And now she's got a girl. I mean, this, I don't know how... Um much asian culture she has in her life you know my parents are indian and whatnot i have a lot of, I, I know a lot of, of asian culture right in india and uh usually it's much more favorable to have a boy i'll, I'll tell a story very quickly about mm -hmm. my um grandmother pretty pretty old <laughs> my um my cousin and this was probably what like six years ago or something i think we already had two daughters and so in india it is illegal at least the part where they live, and according to what they told me, you can't have like an ultrasound of your baby legally because people would like get rid of their kids just because it was a girl. Oh wow! Right. So anyway, but there's a lot of ways you can do it. Like so people, it's like super easy to still get an ultrasound despite it being illegal, much like some what the caste system is and like mm -hmm. some other parts. So anyway, they knew it was going to be a girl, and my grandma was like crying about this. She was very upset it was a girl, and I just. Oh, as that's what made me think of just like you know she's Asian, but she's pretty young Asian and she's pretty like Americanized. I don't think she's like oh sure traditional or anything. But that's what made me think of like huh, this reminds me of like the. Well, I know that was a big problem in China for a while because mm -hmm. they they had a one child rule like a one child law for for a long time. I don't know if they still do, but because the population was so was bursting like crazy, um, they imposed one child limit uh, on people. And so uh, it, it became a problem because people were just like ditching the girls. Yeah. Cause they wanted a boy. Yeah. Well, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Stuff. But it, yeah, but so, so there's, there's definitely some disappointment there and it's, it'll be interesting to see how interesting to see how she responds to that. Yeah. She uh, treats the kid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and, and do you know you know what Cairo is, right? It's the Egypt. Is it, I don't know. It's the capital of Egypt. I don't know if it's the capital, but it's, I don't a, know if it's the capital. But yeah, it's a city. Yeah, Cairo in Egypt. I know it's a city in Egypt. That's not all it is, and that's all I'll say about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anything else you want to say about this episode before we sign off? No, but I do have some um, housekeeping. Oh, are you still on uh, an eight for this episode? Yeah, wait, it's still okay. on an eight. Right? Okay. Yeah, are you still on a nine? Yeah, I'm still on a nine. Really? Yeah, okay. where do you want me to go? 
Just just surprised, that's all. Anyway. Are you okay. surprised I'm not on an eight or a ten? I'm just surprised. I won't I won't comment any further on that. Not really sure <laughs> go with that. But okay. Anyway, housekeeping, go for it. Uh, okay, housekeeping. So to celebrate every season finale, the next nine season finales I have a surprise. Well it's a surprise for the first one and then past that it is still a surprise because you guys don't know what it will be. You you, you know what it'll amount to. And all I'm gonna say is you wanna stay tuned for the season finale. But you're gonna wanna have seen all the episodes prior to the season finale as well. It'll make it all the better. I'll explain all my plan to that as well. However, it might get cut out. I'm going to give that right now. And the reason I want to talk about it now is so hopefully Mr. Sal will not have it cut out. Because he will not like it at all. I'm oh. saying it. He won't like it. He really won't like it when I first bring it up. But once I explain myself, he will still won't like it, but he'll understand it. And he will go wow. with it. And that is that is the confidence I have with it. But I was so not confident that I decided that I would, I would, I would mention it here. Here, I'll, I'll give you this tip that some big websites do, like Reddit and stuff. You, I, I don't know what it's called when it's like a, then see, it's when like you have to give up documents to the government. Such the S, since uh, I, whatever, it doesn't matter. But when you give up documents to the government, but there's a special form that can happen to websites, and if that happens, a website's not allowed to say that they were, um told to give up documents to the government or forced to reveal certain information. So what a lot of websites will do is they will put somewhere in like the terms of service or they'll put somewhere, we have not been contacted by the government since blank, or we have not been contacted by the government or something. And then once they are, they'll get rid of it. So they're not saying they have, but they're just saying that they have been contacted or they got rid of saying that they weren't contacted. So the only reason I bring it up here is just, so if you never hear anything about it in the finale, you'll know. Someone intercepted. <laughs> and you could bring all your egg out on him. So, someone but, being me. Oh, well, oh, oh, maybe I decided to get him. Maybe, you know, my mother told me not to do it. I don't, I don't know. We don't I know don't what know it is. I have no idea. You have it. no idea what it is. I, but I, my, my clue to everyone is, is that it will only last for the nine season finale. So season finale of season one of Leftovers, uh, season two Leftovers, then Lost, who I think will end by then. And then season three leftovers, so it'll only be for season finales, and um, it that, that that's all I'll say. So if you can guess it based on all that, that it lasts for only nine things is kind of a hint in its own right, but mm, it's not like it's, it's, it's a pretty wide open. Is it cumulative or each thing stands on its own? You, you're gonna want to. It's cumulative. I'd definitely say yeah. Okay. The individuals are not useful, but as a group sum, it is very is, helpful. You're playing the long game here. I am. I am. I'm. I'm hoping that this. This. This is. This is something very great. Yeah. And you won't like it. But you won't like it. Okay. Everyone else will like it, though. I'm literally. When I say everyone else will like it, I mean everyone else will like it. <laughs> Maybe not your wife, actually. But other than you and your <laughs> wife, everyone else will like it. Okay. Well, Don't we'll tell your wife. Forward to that. <laughs> oh, I love being so cryptic. Oh. Boy, it's something. Okay, so stay tuned for the season finale of The Leftovers. Coming up, only three more episodes after this, eight, nine. And actually get it on the tenth one, so yeah. Yeah, so it's only yeah, not not a lot of time left. Not a lot of time left, yeah. So Anytime now. It won't be long now. <laughs> three more weeks. <laughs> All right, Kurt. Any, uh, how can they reach us if they want to reach us? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. If you guys want to reach us, reach us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Twitter 
Apparently, check that. But <laughs> if you want to, if you want to do that, by all means, feel free to. And I hope you gave your pre-rating of five stars or whichever rating system you're on, or and subscribed. If you didn't, uh, you should do that now. And then for next week, you know, if you if if between that week gap, you decided, hey, they weren't as good as I thought they were. I remember them being. Maybe just go take a nap, wake back up, and redecide that decision because you really don't want to give up a nice rating like that. Such to a guy like Mr. Sal, really, it's yeah. his birthday. It's probably come after his birthday, but it was his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do that to him. <laughs> Look at him; he's, he's gonna tear up. So let's not let's not hurt anyone's feelings. Just yeah. leave, you know, good reviews, and that's it. Anyway, yeah, that's that's all I have to say. And please do click the subscribe button, and and if you are enjoying the podcast, please tell if friend or two or three or strangers so many as, you, as many people as you feel is appropriate uh to check us out yeah, i think that's about it right yeah sounds good to me all right everyone thank you for listening and we'll see you next week <laughs>